I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Available on iTunes, Stitcher and PantelisComedy.com. It's the Pantelis Podcast. So uh, on today's episode, we have CEO of Merchler. Alwyn Jones on the third mic. What's up? Lemon support. For our guest, Cajun Johnson, top-ranked UFC fighter. All right, ass kicker extraordinaire. <laughs> and right off the bat, I have to ask you something. And I was going to tell you earlier. Your last fight. Yeah. Japan. Yeah. You went into Japan, and you beat the shit out of a Japanese man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> you I beat did. the hometown hero. I, I sure did, yes. Do you feel like, because it went to decision... Yeah. Right. Do you feel when it's time for a decision, the hometown person might have a bit of an edge, given that the crowd will be louder sometimes? Um, possibly. Also, the the commission might have some biases because they usually use a commission that is from that region. Um, it's possible. I've been fucked by judges so many times, dude. Like, so do you, get, do you get do you get the like the butterfly, the major like? Yeah, like, I was a like, bit worried, man. I was a bit worried because uh, you never know how they're gonna score some things, you know, like. Even in, when I fought in Manila, I was also worried. Anytime I go to a decision, dude, I'm fucking just shaking. Like, oh, please don't fuck me. Oh, just don't fuck me. You can't be sure. You don't know. And if, if you get fucked like McDessie, like, he got fucked yeah, he got his last fucked. fight he badly. Got fucked, right? And everybody that saw that is like, oh, my God, that was a fucking travesty, fucking bullshit. You totally won that fight. And then a year from, a year from now, nobody will fucking remember a thing other than there's an L where that, exactly. where L, that fight And happened. don't forget the mula. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and you, you definitely lost some money. Yeah, yeah you get half, a lot, man. Half, half your fucking pay because some fucking judge doesn't know his fucking ass from a takedown. Pretty you much. Know? I don't even think it's mistakes. I always feel like it's either influenced by the crowd sometimes a lot. Like remember the GSP fight in Montreal? Whenever it was Hendrix, I think, mm-hmm. and everybody. No, it was in Montreal though. That was it in Montreal? Montreal? No, uh, Hendrix was in Vegas. Yeah, Where place. everybody thought that GSP lost. Yeah, that you was, remember that, that one? That was the Hendrix fight. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. You, sometimes you go to the crowd, you're a little confused. But yeah. for you, what I was thinking is, you went in there. He's kind of the hometown hero, let's say. He's, he's, he's their guy. Beat the shit out of him. <laughs> and then, do you feel bad about that? <laughs> nah, not really. I, you can't really feel bad from winning. I, I do feel bad for my opponent losing because I've been in that position many times, uh, as my record shows. I do have empathy for that opponent, so I try not to, like, rub it in his face. You know what I mean? I'm not the guy that's up on the cage. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like maybe if I knocked a guy out in 30 seconds or something, you would get a larger reaction from me just because I still had a lot of energy to expend. But by that time, in the third after the third round, dude, I'm fucking tired. I'm not fucking jumping up on a cage. Fuck that. That's pretty cool. Though. So yeah. I have, one question. I have a question. Do you feel like an additional pressure to like not only just win your fights but win them uh, impressively and, 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 and make it so that it's like uh, more entertainment so that after that more For people are too... sure. More and more and more and more with every single fight that passes. Not even my fights, other fights. Every single card that happens, there's more and more pressure for you to be bigger than life. 
Like you, it's not enough anymore. Mm. It's not enough to just go out there and be GSP. GSP wouldn't survive at the same, wouldn't be as popular today as he was back then because he's unless unless of course he was fighting bad guys and killing them. Yeah. Really, that's why he was so popular. If yeah. there weren't bad guys for him to kill, everybody would have been like, oh yeah, GSP. He's kind of boring. Whatever. I don't care. But because he had the Diaz's, the that shit talked him and hyped up the fights. You that know, went nuclear. Exactly, that it really did. And that's such a good point, though. That's true. And, and now in this day and age, everybody is doing it. Now that Connors had so much success and Ronda had so much success, like you're either just born privileged or you gotta talk some serious shit to get hype. There's some masterful shit talkers like Conor McGregor. Oh my he's, god, he's on another level. Right oh now. my god, he, yeah. he's just so good. That you just like just, just he's so good at being bad. He uses the fucking dark side like a motherfucker, dude. Just appeals to all the lowest end of society. <laughs> it's true. You really he's have right, to right. appeal to the masses in order I, to I be popular. Listen, you know what? Right? I can't get enough. Then I'm part of the bottom. I no, we're all. I, I'm. I'm. I'm part of it too, dude. I'm fucking watching everything he's fucking saying. It's he's. It's fucking a hypnotism. You know, it's like mass hypnotism and. Because he's appealing to that darker portion of society, oh, fucking money, and oh, I knock dudes out, and he's talking shit about all these people, creating all this drama. It's like a fucking reality show where people are legitimately getting smashed. So, yeah. But the red panties was fucking funny. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> I wish you said that shit to me. Fuck. But that's what I was going to say. What would, you, what, what would you have said Dude, if that I'll was you? Therapize it, man. I'll be like, well, why do you think that it's so important to make money? Does money make you who you are? Like, I'll, I'll just put the script. He's going to psychologically exactly. get him out of the game. Because really, really, he's, he's very good at what he does. But just like... His 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 athletic uh, prowess and his uh, his ability as a martial artist. There's giant holes in his game. He knows some crazy shit. He's a magnificent manifester. This guy can manifest shit like motherfucker. He thinks something. He feels it. It fucking happens. Yeah. And he's really really good at that. Yeah. But there's a whole bunch of other laws that govern this fucking plane that we live on that he yeah. really doesn't understand. And well, because of that, he can be shut down. Well, you know what though? We were talking about this at the gym the other day. Um, James, right? James, yeah. incredible. This guy, <laughs> fuck man. Yeah, he was Conor McGregor before Conor McGregor. Holy shit! Like if you get if you get hit by this guy, he hit this. He's like 160 pounds. This kid hits so hard. It's just unfair. It's unfair. How, How old? Uh, 31. 31. Same age as me. Young. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and so he can do he can he can get away with a lot of stuff because he knows that at any time, like you were saying, mm -hmm. you just one shot slate. <laughs> <laughs> that's the McGregor shot. shit. I, I know, dude. This guy was saying all that exact same shit before Connor was yeah. all of it. Yeah. But people have been saying this shit. This people have been saying the same shit for years, and he takes a lot of shit from other people as well. Prince Nassim Ahmed, Muhammad Ali, all these guys have said the same. Oh yeah, Prince Nassim. I remember yeah. that for the boxer, right? The, the, there was always the lines have been regurgitated yeah. throughout the years. You know, and Connor's just our generation's version of that. Yeah. Um, but he is extremely good at what he does, and he's reaping the benefits. What do you think? Like right now, in terms of hyping the UFC, the UFC is at a point now where they're dominating everything. The UFC, they have like with Fight Pass, mm. uh, they're consistent in terms of not just pay-per-views, but they have like the f on Fox mm -hmm. so quality, too. quality yeah. different channels. They have big names too, like Joe Rogan's there, mm -hmm. uh, loves it. In terms of selling out to the point where it becomes gimmicky. 
Do you think that's what's happening when they even uttered the name of like CM Punk, for example, coming into the UFC? They don't give a fuck, dude. They Whatever don't give a fuck in. if it's a gimmick. They don't give yeah. a fuck what it is. They yeah. give a fuck about money. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's it, dude. That's all they get. They care about. So shit, it's a business. It, re- it is. They turned it. They did a good job turning business as well. You know, <laughs> like they're supposed to be anyway. Right, yeah. But they, t- hey man, they turned it into a sport, dude. It wasn't like this a couple years yeah, ago. Definitely. A couple years ago, it was like we, how many? T- we would watch what. Five fights and six fights in one year, right? That's yeah, yeah, for sure. It was, it was there were there were fewer and farther between, but people cared about them a lot more when they were happening. Yeah, um, they have done a shitload for the sport, but they I also don't a hundred percent agree with the the avenue that they want to take the sport in. Mm-hmm. I think that um, the true values of the of the martial art are being completely obliterated, corrupted. People that are going into this fucking sport are going into the sport. They're going into it to make money. They're not going in to become a martial artist and develop themselves and learn about themselves and do something that they love to do. It's, I don't know. I have issues with the direction that they're taking, but I'm not the one making the moves. I'm not the one calling the shots yet. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're not the only one that feels that way. Oh, definitely not. Definitely. There's a lot of athletes that feel that way, but a lot of people also uh, don't want to speak up. A lot of people don't, or can't really express themselves well in, in public. They can't speak on a mic. Um, they don't have a voice, uh, so they don't speak. And, and some people, like Nate Diaz last night, just, <laughs> just doesn't <laughs> give a fuck. <laughs> once again, appeals to the lowest common denominator. So and right. now, pfft, all over the net. He's fucking breaking the internet because he started swearing on Fox. You yeah. know, he's a motherfucker on Fox. I don't, I don't even understand 100% Diaz talk. I, you know, I, it's, 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 it's really painful. cryptic, dude. It's, it's really painful. It's uh, like, I, I love how honest they are with the world. Like, how they don't, they really don't care what other people think of them. They don't place their worth on what other people think I really respect them for that but sometimes the shit say they say I'm just like fuck you're so dark <laughs> <laughs> it's, so, it's fucking you're painful so man dumb. like I love you like a retarded brother but you're <laughs> fucking dumb man he's right that's how I felt when I was watching I was like it's entertaining like, well, he does sound so the interview? stupid cause yeah cause you know he could've just said it he could've got the same message across that he should be the fight for McGregor the same message across but look like a top fucking but athlete. you know what's funny we wouldn't be talking about it no. No. you know what there, there it is we're talking about it right. exactly if he just said hey you know I'm yeah. the real prize fight over here get me in the ring you have Duh. to do something that other people aren't doing and Usually what people do is they'll they'll go towards the negative side because that's easier, it takes less skill, it takes less talent um, to go towards the negative side and make a noise like that. Yeah. Well, look, Dos Anjos had an, an incredible finish yesterday and we're not even talking about it. Yeah, just because just cause Nate blurted some shit out on Fox. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dos Anjos is like, I, Dos Anjos has, the, you know, has, has zero personality. Let's just, let's it's it. not like he's zero personality, he's just a pretty regular type dude as far as outside of cage fighting mm. outside of getting in the fucking cage and smashing people for money which is completely out of the ordinary the rest of his life is pretty average but so that's good that's it's, it's, there's nothing wrong with that he's a very whole person he's, which is people don't give a fuck about in the society they just want to see fucking cash money cars hoes fucking Guns, you, drugs. That's what they. That's what the people want to see in this fucking society. Sick ass fucking place that we live in. It's fucking true. Same thing with the NHL over the summer. One of the LA Kings guys. Remember he lost his contract because there was that whole border controversy. He was crossing the border. They found all kinds of drugs on him. What? Okay. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, it became a huge thing. 
It's still in court, I think. Oh, you didn't hear about it? I don't know. The NHL covers that kind of stuff up just like the NBA a lot better. Same thing with the For NBA, sure. right? When you're going to sleep with a... You know about this. The buddy system in the NBA? What? Oh, I'm going to bring somebody on one day so you can hear. When you, when <laughs> There's you're a going, buddy system. <laughs> no. <laughs> the NBA players oh, are... Lies. And you know who you could ask. You know who you could ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ask Big him K. Tell yeah. Tell. Big K will tell you. So... Uh, there's a buddy system when they're all going out, right? There's always part of your entourage that's there to watch your back. If you're gonna fuck some girl, make sure she signs a contract. She's down a fuck. What? All that kind of, she can't she talk about it. She has to sign a contract. All kinds of shit. Like, yeah, she has to sign a contract. That it, first of all, it's wow. consensual, and not only is it consensual, but you, it's discretion. You can't go around telling people that shit. All kinds of weird stipulations. Like, yeah, fuck. The NBA is on top of it because they know. They're, they're dealing with point. young kids that For you just sure. gave so much money to totally. play a game. They're gonna Came go off wild. the street. They're going to go crazy. Uh, so you better keep nuts. in check so you have the buddy system. Wow. That's why it's so. That's why now, nowadays, you hear about it less and less. Remember before it was statutory rape stuff? When the NBA people was like, why would I rape this person? Like, <laughs> I can fuck whoever I want, yeah. right? Yeah, I picked her out of a lineup. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I picked her out of a wheeling lineup yeah. in front of the hotel. Like, you... Uh, maybe you will see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And you uh, grab your sister over there. So that's what they do. They have that buddy system, right? To keep shit discreet. Because it's a different system they try to have because they have a lot of kids going. Whereas the UFC, because it's more adult by nature, right? You're, be- yeah. you're not going to automatically bring a 10 year old kid to a pay per view be like, let, let me, let's watch these two broads beat the shit out of each other. Mm. This is what mommy should be doing. <laughs> you know, you're not going to bring them. So it's more yeah, adult I in nature. You know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. So the they, they don't really care. As long as it's not. The only time they really Dana White seems to get pissed off is with the the drug stuff. That he doesn't play around. He doesn't play around. No. But that's also because I think Nevada's really fucking. Yeah, uh, dude. Yeah. That's yeah. why. But yeah. John Bones Jones thing, I still think it was kind of bullshit. I'll tell you why. Well, which, 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 which part? part? Of it was okay. <laughs> like, no. exactly. Just just they were mad at him about doing the cocaine. Yeah. I'll tell you why. Uh, I'm not saying all fighters should go out and do cocaine. I mean, Diaz was the worst. Diaz was the thing that was the most illogical. Yeah, that's some bullshit. I have some fucking other insight to that too, but continue. But the the John Bones Jones thing, I was just shocked at the cocaine that they went all crazy on him because he was using recreational drugs. Are you fucking kidding me? That's that's what's really bothering you. That he's, he's on top of the world, kicking the shit out of everybody, and, and you think it's crazy? That he's doing coke and fucking chicks. Like, <laughs> like Tiger Woods, they're like, whoa, he has a disease. It's not a disease. He, he fucked all kinds of bros. That's what any of us do. Uh, that's normal male behavior. Unfortunately, in this society. The DS thing was, was heartbreaking. That was they were trying yeah. to fuck his career up. Yo, dude, they Five really, years, they really were, especially grand. because like he only tested positive on one test out of the three, yeah. and that one was a shoddy ass lab, like yeah. not a WADA lab. Like USADA does not uphold what what uh, the athletic commission has done to Diaz. And that's who's governing the fucking drug test now, as you saw it. But because he was back then when it was under the athletic commission, um, he got fucked. No, that was that. Free Diaz, man. Free fucking Diaz. Yeah, hundred percent. That was that, that was completely unfair. And also, come how on, you gonna, how you to take hundred sixty thousand dollars out of somebody like for weed? For some weed, man. Some what weed. the fuck? There's still people in jail right now in certain states yeah. for something that's legal in that same state now because they decriminalized the marijuana. So how fucked is that? That's how you know the system is so messed fucked. up. The system is what, so broken. What, what, what fighter was aspects. it that won 100 grand, but then it was taken away from him after that he got caught with uh, with uh, It was 130. Um, Healy. Oh, yeah. Oh, Healy. man. Yeah. Poor guy because the, the man is cut now from the UFC, right? Yeah. 
for so, smoking weed. And that was the only, pretty much the only money he made. In that, that was his, that, that was the money fight. And he had probably already paid his trainers and everybody. Off. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on, for smoking weed. Yeah, he got he got he popped for weed. Yeah, isn't it a little crazy that even the big the big announcer for the UFC is one of the biggest potheads? Yeah. Like Joe Rogan is all about psychedelics. Tell me, Dana weed. White don't smoke weed. Yeah, come, are you kidding Fuck me? Out they, of I here, guarantee man. they get together, do some psychedelics, fucking think about crazy colors and shit. <laughs> Dana White does all kinds of shit for sure. That's what I'm saying. He's I, fucking I, Satan. Pretty much. Like, no, but that's what everybody's. That's what I always hear, especially about Dana White. Like I, when I would have no connection to the UFC and I just saw Dana White. Yeah, of course, this guy's hanging out with Joe Rogan. They're going to smoke some weed. They're going to talk about shit. They're going to get hammered. They're going to do stuff that he's taking money out of his own fighters for, yeah. that he's doing. I'm yeah. not saying go around and beat chicks up. That's not what I'm saying. That kind of stuff, yeah. like the domestic. Okay. Yeah, that shit's fucked yeah, up. Yeah, you got to set a precedence. Like you can't do that kind of shit if you're in my company. Yeah. But some guy's celebrating, he's smoking a joint, maybe going out. Get the fuck out of here with that stuff, man. He just he just trained for six months for a big fight. He's ready, he wins, and you're going to take it away from him from celebrating. You know what it is? It's like, because uh, some fighters, man, they'll choose to smoke a joint over having, uh, or over drinking some alcohol. Because alcohol, alcohol really messes, poison, bro. really much messes. Worse. It's so much worse. <laughs> like, you know, a fighter's supposed to be drinking a gallon of water a day. Do you know? That's 16 fucking glasses, dude. You try drinking 16 glasses in one day regularly. It's very difficult. You know? And if you're going to have alcohol as well, like, that's, that's not a good, that's not a good yeah, thing. Yeah, dude. Just dehydrate the fuck of you. It's really bad for you. I don't fuck with alcohol, really. I have a glass of wine once in a while, but other than that, yeah. Mm. Fuck that shit, dude. Mm. Well, it's poison. Technically, right? That's Technically, what it yeah. It's hurting you. Yeah. It's making your immune system fuck around. That's why you yeah. feel it. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. You get your hangover because you're you're what you're dehydrated. There's no water left in you. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's what it is. Exactly. Right. You have to overcome some shit too, right? Like the orbital bone. Yeah. A few things. Oh, tell us. Tell us about the. Uh, tell no, us I want to hear about this. It's crazy. No, your fans want to hear about this. Shit yeah. Too. Come on. Well, I don't know. I had a mul- I've had multiple orbital fractures. Um. So the first one. Once happened in 2005, I was fighting this guy named Jesse Bonsfeld in Rumble in the Cage. And uh, I went up a weight class to fight him just because I thought it would be a fun fight because that's what we did back then. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to try to get a 10 and 0 record, go to UFC. Nah. <laughs> so, sorry, what, what, what weight class? Uh, 170. Oh, that's, yeah. that's... So I fought Bonsfeld at 170. Wait, just, just so everybody knows, okay, Cajun is at 155. And let me tell you the difference between 155ers <laughs> and 170 because I look, I look at Nordin and Abdel, which are 170s, and tell us. Giants, yeah, bro. they're fucking yeah. giants. But that's what when he said 170, now I was really surprised. I wasn't expecting to hear that. Yeah, I fought at 170 a couple times, but it's not my favorite fights of my career. But <laughs> um, yeah, so I, f- I fight this guy Jesse Boxfeld, and uh, plan. Things were going to plan, you know. I was jabbing a bit. Didn't really have too much time. I ended up shooting a takedown about I think 40 seconds in or something, and uh, I get a kick. I catch a catch the knee of a kick. On the takedown, so I like shattered my fucking orbital three oh. places. I keep fighting, you know. No, stop fighting. <laughs> it's like, oh shit, my face hurts. Uh, looks brown when I look through my eye. Cause when you when you're cut and you're bleeding and you're looking through the blood, it looks like brown and murky. It doesn't actually look red. Um, so that was the first time I'd experienced that. And I keep fighting, and and I I actually end up reversing the guy, getting on top and breaking his nose. Um, no shit. Yeah, yeah, I broke his nose, but I broke his nose back into place. What? <laughs> you got a fucking win. Exactly. It's like I can breathe. Fantastic now. Motherfucker. Fucking bong spell. So uh, I go back to the corner. It's 
the guy, uh, my coach Bill Mahood, he's like, yeah, okay, you can win this fight. You still, you're, you're okay, you're okay. Fucking pissing blood. There's blood fucking everywhere. It looked like somebody stabbed the fucking pig and just let oh, it run around geez. in the ring. But um, I get up and I'm like, fucking, there's like three people. You know what I mean? Like total fucked up vision. So I go out and I don't really know. I don't really know. I just don't want to get my fucking face touched again. Yeah. So I just, I pull a fucking Paige Van Zandt, dude. I like body lock the guy and I pull him onto my butterfly guard trying to sweep him like a fucking idiot. Like, you don't pull butterfly guard in an MMA fight. No. <laughs> what no. the no. fuck are you thinking? No. But I, I wasn't really thinking, and this is a long time ago, I didn't really know shit. Yeah. Right? So I do that, I ended up on the bottom for the whole round. He ends up breaking my nose at the end of that round. Um, and uh, that was the end of the fight. They stopped it on the stool, wouldn't let me back in. Um, so that was the first one. I ended up uh, get, getting a tripod orbital fracture, three different breaks. Uh, so I got three plates. And then, uh, yeah, after that, I learned a bunch of lessons for it from it, moved forward, moved out of that city, uh, stopped this selling drugs. Right? This yeah. is Vancouver, right? No, this is in, I was still in, in uh, Prince George at this point. Okay. That's what made me be like, okay, I gotta take this shit seriously if I wanna do it, because it's fucking dangerous. Yeah. So I moved out of, out of Prince George, uh, got out of the game, and uh, moved out, well, actually put myself through school, then moved out of Prince George and got out of the game and started cooking uh, in Vancouver. And then I started training there, trained out, got, won a whole bunch of fights, um, ended up losing to Romack, unfortunately. I lost to Rory McDonald. You uh, fought Rory McDonald. I did not title. know yeah, that. Yeah, for the yeah, team. For okay, the title. no, 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 yeah. no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Title hold on, hold on, hold on. You came. I he was fifty five. I, 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 he got. He done. was no. He used to be fifty five. This Rory was young, dude. This is a long time ago. This is like I fought him like two thousand and seven. I want to say say two thousand seven. Yeah, December eighth, 2000, 2007, something like that. In Moncton, New Brunswick. We're both from BC. I don't know why they held it in Moncton, but he was eighteen years old, dude. Couldn't even fucking get in the bar. Wow. Yeah, I was 23, I think. Okay, because like right now, like, if you look, if you yeah. take Rory, you put him next to Cajun, they he's look a like fucking moose, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's going big, eh? Yeah, he's, he's large. Big, dude. He's, he's a large. big guy. He's a big yeah. guy. So, this is one of his last fights at 55. Okay. Uh, he fought, like, I think one more time after, and that was, like, the worst cut of his life. He couldn't handle it, so he, uh, he, he, he fucked off up to 70 and stayed there. Um, so, yeah, I fought, I fought Rory, and uh, didn't, I went well until it didn't go well. Um, and then uh, my career kind of did a bit of a weird thing, like my gym fell apart, the gym that I was training at fell apart, I didn't really know what I was going to do with my life, what I was going to do with my career, ended up... So um, you were basically just coasting on talent, you didn't, have this, the, you didn't put the time in yet for the skill set. I, at the time that I fought Rory, I had the skill set. Okay. I had the skill set. When I was in Prince George, I didn't have the skill set. That was just talent, hard work, and fucking heart and toughness. When I moved to Vancouver, that's when I learned. I, I trained under, like, Bibiano Fernandez for wrestle, for uh, jiu-jitsu, who's, like, five-time world champion, fucking amazing. Nick Aguala, who's, like, a Commonwealth gold, gold medal as a wrestler. Um, I trained under Tony Pep, who fought fucking Mayweather and Floyd Hat and, uh, and Ricky Hatton for boxing. Uh, so I, I, I had great kickboxing coach in Paul Alon and Calder Gill. So I had like great coaches. I had an amazing gym that I was working with down there. Um, and I had the skill set, but I didn't learn the mental aspect. And fighting Rory and fighting, um, and fighting Steve Claveau the first time I fought him taught me the mental aspect. And then after that, I went on another run. 
I had like okay, I put the skill set with the mental with the mental side, and then I kept all the hard work and everything, and I just started tearing through all these dudes. But because, um, but my gym fell apart. Like I had like two three fights with that same recipe, and then my gym fell apart. The gym that I was training at, it was this amazing facility and providing all these coaches for me to train with full time just fell apart. I was also coaching at the, the public gyms of this gym, Revolution, and uh, and all of those, I started losing all my classes and shit, so I was like struggling. I'm like, fuck, I'm broke. I don't know what the fuck to do. So I kind of did everything on my own for a bit. Um, just would tra- just go here for training and there for training and drive there for sparring and go, go, go downtown and train privates and... Fuck, it was really, really difficult going all over. I was spending like three to four hours a day in a car just getting around to t- different training sessions and different private lessons that I was teaching and stuff. Um, so I, I knew that I had to make a move. I just didn't know where I was going to go. Uh, I was going down to Extreme Couture to train for when I would have a fight. I would go down there previously and uh, <coughs> sorry and uh, train for tra- train for the for the fight. Um, I was uh, planning on moving to Vegas. I thought that was going to be the move. And then right before I fought uh, Rich... What's his name? Fuck. I'm so bad with names. Whatever. Anyways, so I have a, I, I had this fight. After I fought Healy, I fought this, this other guy, this redheaded kid in MFC. And uh, I was training down in TriStar for it. I got, I got the call that from my manager that... A bunch of our team was going to go down there, so I went that's down when, with them. That's when Mac went over, Rory went over, right? Right before? Um, went over where? TriStar. He left uh, BC. He, he was already there. He's already there. That's who I stayed with my, when I first came to TriStar. I, was, I stayed with Mac for two weeks. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, it was wicked. And the rest of my team stayed in the dorms. We were the first team <clears> to ever come to stay in the dorms, you know? So they all stayed in the dorms. I stayed at, at Rory's house. And I was like, holy fuck, this is exactly what I need, you know? Like, Faraz was super, um, super interested in every single specific fighter's abilities and disabilities and would create game plans for specific fighters. Okay, you need to be drilling this right now, you need to be drilling this right now. And I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. When I was down in Extreme Couture, it was just a bunch of guys that would show up and smash each other. And then one or two coaches were getting paid directly by those fighters and they would coach those specific fighters and that was it. There was no, like, general overseer that was running the show and calling the shots. There was no fucking general. So I came to, and to TriStar and I was like, wow, Faraz is fucking amazing. This technique is super high level. Incredible. This first guy, one of the first guys I ever met at that stage of my career anyway, um, that knew more than I did about MMA. Like, I worked with a lot of coaches that were specialists, you know, like wrestling coach or boxing coach or whatever. Faraz knew more than I did about all of them combined. So yeah. I was like, fuck. This is the place to be. Yeah. So I spent the two weeks uh, training at TriStar, and then I went back, and I won my fight uh, really, really easy, using all the shit that I had just learned at TriStar in the two-week period I was there. I'm like, well, it's a fucking no-brainer. I'm going to move to TriStar. I, it's Canada, so I can maybe work there, maybe, you know? Healthcare, all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It all helps, right? So um, visas and stuff going to the States, that would be a fucking nightmare. It's, yeah. it's, ho- it's the worst. It's, it's, yeah. I know. Yeah, well, yeah, you're a comedian. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would have ended up just doing it illegally and getting yeah, well, kicked out. Well, that's all I have like, to do when I, when I get paid gig. I mean, <laughs> I, it's, all, it's all legal. It's all, it's, it's all legal here. <laughs> it's all on the up and up. Uh, yeah, so I decided to move to, to TriStar. I came out here and I was like, 
I had just won my fight, so I had some dough stacked, you know. I made, like, I don't know, 10 grand on the fight or something like that, which at the time, outside of UFC, for me, was really good money. That is, that that is, is excellent money. It was yeah. good money. Like, other than, other than I made, like, Friday, I think, that was it. I think, I think I made uh, four grand or something on the fight, and I made another six in sponsors, which was, I was fucking stoked on, yeah. you know. So I'm like, okay, I got some money. This is actually going to turn into something. I can continue to put these fights together. I'll be able to live and just train. Like, this is fucking amazing. And then I came out here and I started, I got a fight signed with, I forget who, like the Irish hand grenade or something. Um, and then, uh, Jesus, Irish hand grenade. Um, I think, yeah, fuck. I'm so bad with names. <laughs> Bunch of nobodies. <laughs> That's why he doesn't remember. Some ex UFC vet, fucking boxer guy. I think he was oh, Irish. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Dan Hardy made so much fun of him. Not, yeah, uh, probably. Uh, oh yeah. I know. <laughs> he said that I know this. I know this. Ridiculing him. Oh, it was so funny. Regardless, I signed to fight this guy. I start sparring. I'm feeling amazing in sparring. Fifth round. I'm fucking sparring with this giant named Moise. That was like the fucking. Big dog at TriStar at the time, like he was fucking killing it. He'd Did smash Rory, he would smash everybody. Well, Moise Rimbon, he fought like Alistair Overeem, fucking oh, Noguera, a guy was fight, fighting in pride, but he would take fights on like no notice and no cornerman, like didn't give a fuck about anything, you know? So his career didn't never went the best, but he was one of the most talented people I've ever worked with. Physically talented, one of the most talented yeah. I've ever seen. Um, and we're sparring and it's amazing. I had so much confidence in everything I was doing. Like I'm like matrixing all this shit and landing shit. Sometimes some shit will get through, but I'm take catching a piece of everything. It's fine. And then bang, fuck, whack. I get hit with this overhand right from fucking hell. Guy probably grabbed his shoe when he threw it. And oh. like it was savage, dude. And I just fucking feel this like zzz, like electric thing fucking jolt through my face. Oh. And I broke the other side of my face, right? So oh. I knew. Wait a second, it's not the same side? No, it's not the same side. So I knew what it felt like to break your face. And I'm like, fuck, my fucking face is broken. And it hurts so bad. Like I dropped, but it wasn't like I dropped because from like percussion of the shot I dropped. I dropped because it just hurt so bad. Kind of like when Rory got dropped by Lawler. Like yeah, he just grabbed yeah. his face and fucking fell on the ground. That's a, f it's, you have to really have your face broken badly to know what that feels like, but it fucking sucks, dude. So I'm fucking grabbing my face and like, literally, like, yeah, like, Aah! you know. Did he keep hitting you? No, fuck no, he's fucking sucked. He's a he really realized. good guy, really okay. good guy. Um, he just is hits hard. It's not really his fault. Yeah, some, 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 some of the fuckers are like some these, people. These, these savages. No, they're just they just literally they just fucking yeah. From another era, man. These yeah, guys yeah, yeah, were yeah, out totally. hunting moose with the bare hands. A hundred percent. Yeah. So I fucking open my eyes and I've got fucking double vision. I'm like fuck. Right away, fuck you, like that? you, like you. Yeah, I knew something was real bad. So I. Ended up, thank God, Greg Hoffman took me to the hospital. I don't know how we would have got to the hospital other than that. I was kind of here alone, you know? And it was weird at TriStar then. It wasn't the same vibe that it is now. Like, now it's like really, really, everybody helps everybody. Yeah, it's, it's like team, a big it's a fucking family. Yeah. Back then it was super clicky. Like, there was like the clique that hung around George, and then there was like uh, Rory and, and, and Richie's yeah, clique, and then there's yeah. like the dorm guys like Mandel and Louis and Eamon and all those guys. And then the French clique. guys. Yeah, and the French guys, they would usually, it was like them, they'd be yeah. with George mostly, you know? Yeah. Like, um, no, there's the Kibik, there was the Kibik French guys, and then there was the French French guys. Yeah, 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 exactly. They didn't, they yeah, actually didn't. France and Quebec didn't no, they don't get along. too well. They don't, they don't Other than George. George was down with the France guys, yeah, yeah. you know? So it was completely different. Um, so thankfully, I got went to the hospital and everything. 
and uh, ended up getting surgery. Uh, right away? They, like, did he like... Pretty quick, yeah. Okay. They Pretty quick, I got into surgery. And um, and then they said, yeah, you'll be fine. Your double vision will go away, whatever. And I wake up, open my eyes, the fucking double vision's still there. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just a swelling, it'll go away. It doesn't fucking go away. Then I'm like, okay, well, how the fuck are we going to fix this? They're like, okay, well, we put in like a mesh, like a... a a titanium mesh under your eye because it was a blowout fracture. Like my fucking orbital, like what it sits on, it cracked off. Wait a second. Because <laughs> hold on a second. Because <coughs> what kind of gloves were the were you guys wearing? We were wearing 16s, but they were old ass 16s that sit on the back of his fucking trunk in the winter all the time, and he didn't wear hand wraps and they had been shit kicked, right? So his knuckles kind of came through and fucking. Are you sure he wasn't holding a brick? <laughs> his hand is a prick you know this fucking guy uh, he's a beast so he's a good dude like we, we hung out a lot after he was he's really good to me he's a good man um, if you're on his team anyway <laughs> well, double vision after the second uh, so I have double vision and then they're saying that the, that um, this titanium mesh that they've put under my eye that my eye is scarring to that and that's what's limiting the mobility of my eye which is causing the double vision so like okay we're gonna take out the mesh we're gonna put in a, a plastic plate so I'm like okay fucking do it let's book the surgery let's just get it fucking done I need to get back like I'm not making any money I'm starving like this this whole time I had no job I couldn't teach privates I couldn't really I, the only thing I could do out here because I don't only really speak French is like I could bounce but I couldn't do that because my fucking eye gets touched I'm fucked so it was a dark time. Like I was stealing fucking salmon from grocery stores and shit to survive. Like it was fucking bad. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, we got hood as fuck, dude. Oh, <laughs> Super God. hood. Yeah. So, um, so oh, fuck. Where was I going with this? The the, uh, the plastic. Ah, uh, yes, the plastic, plastic. Yeah. So they they put in this plastic, and so they take out. They're they're planning on taking out the mesh and putting in the plastic. Two days before this fucking surgery, I had like I had before this had even happened. I had gone to trial for the Ultimate Fighter. Oh. Yeah, the ultimate tough 15. They're like, yeah, no, we're. I didn't get in because they didn't use the 55ers. That for that for that season, they oh no, they didn't use the 70s. And they only took the 55ers or the 85ers, whatever. They didn't use my weight class. They took the other weight class. Yeah. So um, I didn't hear from them for forever. Two days before I'm supposed to go into surgery, these motherfuckers call. Me. No, they, they no, me. and they're like. We need you to get on a plane and come down. Uh, we want we want you to do the the, the final interview process to, for a tough fifteen, or sixteen, or whatever the fuck it was sixteen. I think it was sixteen now because they had just done fifteen. Had, had you been sparring again or like? No, I hadn't fucking been training. I hadn't been doing. I, I couldn't really do anything. I've been doing jujitsu a little bit. Yeah. Like uh, once my eye could be touched, I've been doing jujitsu yeah. a bit. But like it'd been a long time. I hadn't done anything, right? Um, so I was like, I would really love to, but I have to get surgery. Um, but uh, I'm gonna send you guys something, someone. You know, you, there's somebody you need to see. Um, so I called my boy Mikey Richie. Uh, oh, yeah. Richie's yeah, in it. Oh Ricci. my god. And then I'm Yo. like, dude, call the fuck. Get your manager on the phone with UFC right now. They just called me to go down there, and I can't go. They need somebody. I told them that that, that you were gonna call. Call their ass and fucking get on that show. Richie is. Richie is. He's 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 he's, so, he's serious. He's yeah, serious. he's super he's good. Dude. He's fucking so he, good. So he so he went. He hits hard like a motherfucker. Yeah, too, he's man. got a fucking power. He's yeah, got a lot yeah. of power as well. So he went. Power. So he went and he he got on the season and yeah. he fucking did the season. Yeah, he did and well. I got surgery. Oh, he man. he ended up losing in the in the in the finals, but. 
fuck, it was, yeah. it was really, yeah. really good for him. It was yeah. probably the high point of his career to, to, to date. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I got fucking surgery. The double vision didn't go away. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I still have it, dude. Like, if, if I look like, if I look to my right, like, you can see when I look this way that this eye kind of points down, the other yeah. one kind of yeah, points down. Yeah, yeah, I see it. Yeah, it's not super noticeable most of the time, but when I, like, really put my head down, if I'm looking at the guy's eyes and my head is down, I have double vision. But if I look at his chest and my head is down, then it's fine. You know, so I just have to make sure I'm looking at the people's chest all the time. Otherwise, it's double vision like a motherfucker. I got four That's fucking fists to deal with instead of two. Yeah, dude. It's, it, it took a long time for me to, like, adjust and figure out, like, what ranges I could see in and how to stand. I completely stopped switching stances at this point because I thought I had to fight orthodox all the time because I that's where my vision was the best, you know. Since then, um, after knockout losses to, to Chad and, and to Bang, I've... Reevaluated that, and now I use all stances all possible. Stance. You know, every fucking stance that you could possibly could think of. And by the way, just just people who switch stances. First of all, it's very difficult. Number one, to master, super difficult, and it's difficult for. It's also very difficult for the opponent. Very, 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 very difficult to the yeah. opponent. It's you like have it's a it's a kind of pressure. It's 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 weird. It's a weird pressure, especially yeah. if you move forward. Exactly. Yeah, if you're moving forward. Whatever way you're moving, there's just so what fighting boils down to pattern recognition. You know what I mean? Especially for striking, it's really pattern based. So if you understand what the guy's patterns are, then you can predict where he's going to be and you can plant your shots in those places. But if I have two stances to deal with, if you have to do two two different stances to deal with, now there's double the patterns. Just from that alone, there's double the patterns you have to deal with. So it's very very confusing, more confusing anyway to fight a person that fights two stat two yeah. stances or more than it, it is to fight it. one. Stop doing that. <laughs> no, I'm creating, I'm creating another one right now. It's fucking weird. People are going to think I'm a fucking idiot. But it's gonna <laughs> just be... make it, you're making your own? Yeah, pretty much. I've... Cajun style. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, there's, there's... I've now addressed, like, I fight orthodox, I can fight southpaw, I can fight square. That's pretty much all you can do when you're on your feet. All The only thing left to change is, like, the height. You know what I mean? So I'm addressing the height now, the levels. The, 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 the weird karate style, it's, uh, it's, it's, I mean... I fuck with that, yeah. That, that's a look that I'll transfer through. There's a several looks that I'll use. So sometimes I'll, st I'll stand like Muay Thai, sometimes I'll stand like a boxer, sometimes I'll, st I'll fucking bounce with my hands down like I'm doing a Taekwondo tournament, sometimes I'll stand more karate, like, and sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll sit there square with like fucking Wing Chun hands at the person and... That'll confuse the shit out of Exactly. <laughs> they just don't know as... The, the more, more patterns that you have to cycle through, the more looks you have to cycle through, the more difficult it is to understand what the fuck you're doing and for you to plan those shots. You're really hoping to just swing and catch something if you don't understand. Uh, what the other person and is that's doing. Not, that's not a good game plan. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely. I'm just trying to catch him. I just keep swinging. That's not a good idea. No, no. Fucking no. get you knocked out. No. Yeah, but legit. But then you ended up going to uh, 
toughen up, right? Yes, eventually I finally did. I got healed again, and I like I finally just accepted. Okay, my eyes gonna be like this. I just gotta fucking. I'm either gonna quit or I'm gonna continue to learn how to fight like this. I'm sorry, I forget. Were you at 170 or 155 for that uh, for the tough? For tough, I was 170. 170. Yeah, I fought at 170. So uh, I thought it was better idea to go into the house. A lot of people will do that. Like Ryan Hall, for instance, is a 35er. Just did the show at 55 um, because you're not worrying about the weight cut the whole time. You have like 48 hours notice to, that you're going to fight so it's really not that much to uh, say if I'm going to cut to 55 I w- if I was going to cut to 55 in 48 hours notice I would pretty much have to be sitting around 169 168 pounds pretty, for the whole season you know which is is difficult it's a lot you more stress you could cut from 169 to 155 in 48 hours yes yes get the fuck out it of would be it, and it's not ideal yeah you could kill yourself but huh? I won't I wouldn't because I know what I'm doing but somebody could yes for sure that, somebody just died yeah that, that yeah, Asian yeah, guy, yeah, right? yeah 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 how yeah. did that happen I'm not really sure what because he was a pro were. fighter and he was cute you know Keiji you know, put, put us walk us through a weight cut because people don't really because people don't they don't who, understand yeah. they don't really they really do not understand well, people don't understand this process whatsoever it's really it depends on the person everybody's different my recipe is going to be completely different than Mike Ricci's recipe for instance um, but my recipe is to uh, first thing I start doing really to affect my weight is um, is water loading uh, which I start about five weeks out I start with uh, with four liters of water which is just average what we drink in a day anyways really um, but I'll make sure that I'm drinking at least 44 liters of water, like I'll measure it that I'm drinking that, you know? Um, so I really start keeping track. And then uh, every week from then on, I up the, up the, the, the intake by, by a liter. Every single week I, I drink a liter more. So the next week is, is, is five, then six, and seven, then eight. And then the week of the, the, week of the weigh-in, um, I'll drink as much as possible. So I think my max, like my record, which I will never actually try to achieve again, is 12 liters a day, uh, which is so fucking difficult. So, so <laughs> what happens? So do you like? Do you like feel it? Like you, I you piss like a motherfucker, dude. You piss so much. You're like a pregnant chick. Like you just piss every fucking seven minutes, you know. Um, so that's part of it. That's uh, one thing that I do and. Then I go up to the weigh, going up to the weigh, and then I'm like uh, 48 hours out, that 24 hour period, 48 hours out that day, I will drink, um, I'll drink probably a liter and a half, and then 24 hours out, I cut it completely, and uh, I just piss, piss, piss. I'll piss off like five, six pounds like that, you know? But diet is also huge, mm. and I'll start my diet, like I eat pretty clean most of the time, something that I didn't used to do when I was young, like right now I'm probably about 175 pounds, which I would normally, uh, when I, I, I used to walk around maybe 182, 181, 185, 186, depending on what I was doing at the time, pounds, so I was much heavier. Um, so I, I don't have to really enforce a strict diet from a long way out, but, but uh, you five, six, seven weeks out, I'll start to really watch what I eat and, and make sure that my food timing is, is very good so I'm getting quality training while still restricting the amount of quality, the calories that I'm eating. And that goes all the way up to the fight. Um, the, the weight cut, like the, uh, the water cut I do uh, starts in a bath uh, the night before weigh-ins. I'll, actually, the water cut really starts with the water cut prep, which I start maybe four weeks out. Um, every night 
after training, before bed, I'll sit in the bath that's as hot as I can take it with some Epsom salt, and I'll sit in there for anywhere between 20 minutes to an hour, um, and I'll just like read or listen to podcasts. Or, uh, it, it prepares my body for the, for the water cut, because I cut my water in a bath instead of a sauna. I'll cut it in a hot bath, so I'm preparing my body to go through that difficult thing, so by doing it all the time, so it becomes normal. While I'm sitting in there, though, I'm pounding water. You know, because I don't want to be dehydrated for the next day of training. So right. I'm pounding water, pounding water. I get out, I pound more water. Uh, I found that this helps to keep my weight a little bit lower. Um, and it also really, really helps when I go to cut the, wa the final water. So the night before the weigh-in, I'll jump in the tub and do like 45, 50 minutes of a bath um, without drinking water. Like I've already, at this point, I've already cut off. This is past a 24-hour point, so I've cut off the water intake. Um, and... I do do that. I don't know exactly what I would be at at that point. Probably down to one, one fifty nine, maybe one sixty, one sixty one, somewhere in there. Um, when I start cutting the water, when I start the bathing process and cut off my water intake, I'll probably be about one hundred sixty four pounds. So I'll do a couple that night, and then I'll wake up in the morning and I'll do the rest. Usually that'll take a, a twenty minute bath. Or twenty minute bath probably, and then like uh, I'll wrap myself up in like a, a bunch of blankets and towels and stuff like that to keep me sweating with the sauna suit on. And usually, last fight I only had to do that once. Twenty minute bath, ten minute, ten minute wrap, and uh, I was on on weight. You did, you didn't feel all drawn out or anything like that, or no? Because I do I do the water cut prep, yeah. so my body's used yeah. to it. Yeah. I'm water loading as well, so yeah, I'm not cool. having to do a whole bunch of sauna or bath. A lot of it is just pissed off. Um, I really don't feel all that depleted. If I if I had to fight on weigh-in day, I wouldn't. I would be able to perform about at about fifty percent, whereas most people on weigh-in day are going to perform at about ten percent. Yeah, that. Some people are being held up on the fucking scale. You, you know? see what? Did you, I mean, like Conor, Conor McGregor oh, looked yeah, exactly. He Dude. looked like uh, a malnourished Ethiopian. Like, yeah, I yeah. was like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's what he looked like. He, he looked like those kids that you see on the commercials. Yeah, or a dog that you see on those commercials. Yeah, that's what he looked you know, like. Fuck. But you don't, when you're taking the heavy intake of water those yeah. days, do you also spar? Oh, no, on right? the heavy you intake days? Yeah. No, I'll spar. Like, uh, I'm, it's pretty much throughout the whole camp. I'm While you're just drenching. Cause he not not at the 12, 12 liter mark, but okay. I won't spar. But I'm, all the sparring is done by the fight. That's fight week, you know? Um, but before that... Like when I'm drinking eight liters of water a day, seven liters of water a day, yeah, sparring. Because because he he's getting me to drink all kinds of water. Yeah. Last night I was at the comedy club, I was pissing so much because I was just taking the pitcher down in, in the green room just yeah. drinking. I was on stage and I was thinking about going to take a piss. Like that's how bad it was getting. I was just pissing, pissing, pissing. Yeah. I went to the movies 11:30 at night to watch a Star Wars. Movie. Yeah, yeah. I left halfway through to take a piss. I just couldn't because he's yeah. getting me to drink all this water. Yeah. So I was thinking of you. Imagine when you're fucking sparring. At some point, you're gonna be like, "Hold on, man." <laughs> your body I'm gonna piss gets myself. your body gets more used to it yeah. too. You know, like uh, I've I've had had times in my career where I wasn't on water loading. Like I wasn't really doing what I was supposed to do, and then I tried to like. For, do it all right right at the end, you know, like, oh shit, I should be, I ha I'm, only, I'm drinking like two, three liters of water a day right now, I should be drinking like fucking eight liters of water right now, and I try to just 
jump to eight liters of water and like I feel like I'm getting, I'm getting like a bladder infection. Like I, I'm trying to piss and nothing's coming. Like I'll piss and then I feel like I still have to piss, but piss, nothing's yeah. coming out. Like it's because your your intake is going too high too fast. Exactly, and my body's freaking out. You have to do it <laughs> gradually. You really have to do it's it gradually. How you, you got me on yourself. the water. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You don't drink enough water, right? I almost pissed myself yesterday. <laughs> At the comedy club backstage, and I kept drinking. They kept changing the pitcher for me. I kept drinking water, and then literally I had to go on stage. I went took a piss fast got there right on time as they called me up to go on yeah on stage i had just taken a piss and on stage i was talking i was saying my jokes and in the back of my mind i was like you're gonna piss yourself like, you have to take another piss <laughs> and i went to movies 11 30 at night same thing i had to walk out of star wars to go take a piss and i was thinking about it for five minutes i was like i really have to take a piss and i could see that people would get pissed off if i because it was packed right yeah and uh, people were talking like what the fuck is this guy leaving like what the hell was it just walk i'm sorry Sorry, sorry, just moving. <laughs> and then when you come back in, you come back from the bottom. So everybody's in this intense Star Wars moment. They're all enjoying it. And yeah. then they just see my fucking face. <laughs> and they're like, what is this loser doing? I have to go all Excuse the way me, back sir. In. Excuse yeah. me, pardon me. Excuse That's me. Really <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I think I'm pissed. I'm sorry. Because I didn't fucking ask you. Like, <laughs> keep moving, man. Yeah, <laughs> keep it moving, goddammit. <laughs> You're getting too personal. <laughs> But yeah, that's, that's how it, it must be hard for you guys. It's, it's not easy, but this fucking game isn't easy, dude. And it's getting harder and harder and harder. Because now, if you want to make any fucking real money, not only do you have to do everything perfectly to make weight and have a fucking successful camp and not get injured by some fucking miracle and make it to the fight and win your fight and then win in spectacular fashion. And then on top of that, you got to be on your fucking ass to do everything else to create a crazy amount of hype for yourself. Otherwise, nobody's going to know who the fuck. And you are and, calling and you're not going to get paid. The hype train. Yeah, you got to either, well, do something. You yeah. got to do something. Yeah. So I'm not into really calling people out. So I'm going to do, take a different route. I'm going to use like more of my talents to, uh, to be seen in the, in, in the, in other, uh, the fans' eyes more and more and more. Like, I can't spend four fucking months in between my fights. Yeah. And that's a short turnaround. I can't spend four months just doing nothing. And expect to come back and have have any hype behind me. It's not going to happen. Motherfuckers need to see you every goddamn week. Yep. Yeah. Why does Sage, Sage Northcutt have so much hype? One, because he's the UFC's hype machine is behind he's him. Young. But also, like he's he's gonna fight three times, like in a span of like two and a half months. Like That's it's ridiculous. Crazy. He's he's he got he just got booked again, like January thirtieth or something like that. Really? Yeah. He's like bang, bang, bang. Why are they fast tracking him then? I guess. Well, yeah, of course. He's a fucking perfect product. This kid. Yeah, because he doesn't. He doesn't say shit, right? He's just. Yeah. Like He'll say whatever the fuck what, you tell him to say. A robot. Yeah. And he likes doing backflips. Yeah. <laughs> fucking exciting. <laughs> it's exciting. Just right? attacks people like a little spastic. <laughs> you know. Like, which, uh, what's gonna happen is one day he's gonna try to do that to somebody who just has a you're really, really strong right. And yeah. yeah you're gonna and get just knock him the fuck out. That's the problem with everybody that has a hype train behind them right now. Is they're gonna get exposed. Conor McGregor has a hype train, but he's earned it. Yeah. He, that motherfucker yeah, worked man, so he, hard to earn that. Exactly. Shit. Like he came into the he came to the UFC and people were like, oh yeah, it's just talk, it's just talk. Yeah. No man, Whoa. the guy was this this guy fought before into a different league yeah. than those. That motherfucker earned his shit. Paige Van Zandt, no, you didn't earn shit. No. Sage Norcutt, no, you didn't earn shit. Rhonda, yeah, she earned her hype train. Yeah, she did. But like, I don't hate Paige and Sage for having this hype train. I'm just I'm a little bit upset at the industry that they would put such a giant fucking hype machine behind people who are lacking in so many giant fucking areas. You know what I'm surprised about for the Northcut kid? That he's just a kid. That's what yeah. I'm surprised. Like, there's people who've been fighting for so long who've earned it in the sense that they've taken the beatings, they've gone through the system, they know how hard it is and what it took to get to this point. Whereas him, it's literally here, kid. 
Just take it. It's yours. Here's eighty thousand dollars a fight. That's yeah. insane. What? Yeah. Forty and forty. He's making four times what I'm making. Yeah. Yeah. Which, Wait till he gets laid. Wait till, then it's over. <laughs> now, it's all downhill from there. The second this kid gets a whiff of pussy, <laughs> it's done. He's Choose done. that. It is Choose done. Choose that. <laughs> right? Fuck. I never even thought yeah. of that. The it's little true. virgin's very amped up right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once he gets laid, though, it's, it's over. It's going to be all chill bags. It's going to be laid back. You want to take this what fight? what up, Dana? <laughs> Dana, you really have to take this fight. Well, you know what, then you know, man, when you see when you see these, I mean, well, you know, right? You know, you, you grow in the UFC, you get more wins, and the pressure goes up, pressure goes up. If you look at, let's say, George, man, George GSP, like, yo, he took the pressure unbelievably well. Oh, man. yeah, sure did. Wow, you, you yeah. think maybe it's because a lot of times he didn't understand the language. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, he, so he didn't get oh, he, he didn't get that there was pressure on him. It was just like so this guy wants to kill you he's like yeah, very good, 110%. <laughs> <laughs> you might die. Hey, everybody, the life is good, you know. I never thought about it for that for, from that angle, but because uh, you you sense possibly, it, right? Yeah. You sense it. You, if you know the language is your first language, you sense the way they say things, yeah. the sarcasm, the feelings yeah. you have. Him, he's just in a willy nilly. They're just throwing money at me. There's, they want <laughs> me to fight. <laughs> you heard the one with Nick Diaz. He's like, I don't know why he keeps telling me to have sex with my mother. Yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> 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 I didn't see that. Like, That's I, funny I, shit, though. I have not grew up there. That's this. funny. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. But that's why he made money because people are just like, oh my god, he's so cute. And he just, yeah. you know, oh, he's such a good soul. Yeah, he's such one. a. For really just confused. Yeah. Like, Do they know about my meth lab? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they, they're oblivious to it. You know where I saw him? Uh, last year, I was at the airport. I was going to Connecticut. I was going to ESPN Studios. He was going to New York, New York, and it was right after that controversy where. Did he win? Did he not? The decision. Okay, okay. okay. So the first thing I said to him, I walked by. I never, I never met him before. I like uh, you're GSP. He looks at me like Yo, you're the real chap, but uh, it's kind of sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> he was. He went like this. Like, just like, like, this motherfucker better stop talking to oh, me. Oh, right he wasn't kicking like, your dad yeah, so he, bad. It was right in the airport. It was one of the gates. It was one of the gates. That was a war. Yeah, so he was like, I, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he, I, I saw his face. If we weren't in that setting, uh, if, it wasn't, if it was a nightclub, dude. he would have punched me in the fucking face, bro. Uh, just how much that guy just gets approached on the daily, too. It's like, crazy. just that's annoying. And then people are coming up to you saying shit like that. <laughs> Out <when laughs> <I> of <don't> nowhere. <laughs> well, they look like you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> never do what I do. Ever. You're gonna be a fucking critic, huh? I can fucking kill you with my bare hands right with one bare hand right now. But you're gonna be like this. He could look at cut. me. He could probably look at me and fucking knock me out somehow. Yeah, totally. Totally. Doesn't even have to do anything. Just look at you. You fall over. Yeah, but that, you know, it's crazy. Speed, crazy, crazy time. Crazy. You know, I mean, like, look, if you look at Faraz, um, I've sparred with Faraz. We used to spar with Faraz. Like, fucking. He's I've never sparred with him, but I, I he's known as a monster, savage. or like a super nice guy. Everybody he's says. a super nice guy. They will fuck you up. He's a, he, there's some darkness lurking. Everybody has to play it out, but he's a bit of a savage. <laughs> Yo, he for us, for point, us, right? he's like he's like, hey, I want to, you know, so let's go spar on, and we put on the gloves. Okay, let's go. He's like he's going like this, right? He turns. 
Yeah. For us, he's just he, there's a light switch that goes on and off, huh? When, when he starts sparring, that's that light switch turns, man. Oh, he's, dude. You know, like everybody has a spirit animal, right? Yeah. Like, my, mine, I think, is like a like a monkey. You know, like I fucking do all these monkey the, fucking the moves dancing and, shit, and the you know? fucking yeah, fucking weird shit. Stuff, yeah. You know, Frost is a fucking honey badger, dude. <laughs> that's fucking Frost. If do jujitsu, wrestling, whatever the fuck it is, he's just relentless it's and like rabbit. But everything's very, very technical and precise. Yeah. But like yeah. it's that fucking honey badger type of energy. Yeah. Honey badgers are crazy. They're not yeah. to be messed with. Oh, definitely not. It's like a small wolverine. He you know, hit me so up. hard uh, a couple weeks ago. I actually went like this. <laughs> <laughs> first time, first time I've ever been punched and 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 in the like, face or in the body. No, he hit me literally in the face and I went like this. He hit me here and went. Huh! <laughs> it was like a movie or something. Yeah. <laughs> the sound I, I just thought that was, bull- that that was a real thing. That's a real thing. He's trying to give you. He's trying to just give you some little like, tips. Just like get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like, you Your head is it. in the wrong place yeah. <laughs> right now. Yeah, that's what he's trying Whack. to tell you. <laughs> Whack! Don't do that move again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to deal with all kinds of. You, you ever have to deal with fucked up critics or fucked up people like after fights? Oh yeah, for sure. The biggest one, the biggest one to date is when I uh, when I called Tyler Manor- Manowar out on on his post because this is dude that was in the house with us, um, right? And he had this post on Instagram that I didn't know was from fucking forever ago. I didn't go digging through this guy's Instagram. Somebody sent it to me. Who will remain nameless? I think it was trying. He was. I think he was actually trying to fight Tyler, Tyler Manowar. That's why he wanted the controversy to kick off, right? But um, I get sent this fucking this this thing like, oh, what the fuck? We gotta expose this guy. And I was like, what the fuck? That I forget. It. it was like this um this meme of this little little black like like African black like kid sitting in this shopping cart, and it said, better get used to this bar to those bars, little nigga. What? You know, I was like, what the fuck? You know? And then I thought this was his name. Tyler Manawara. He retweeted you apparently. What? (laughs) (laughs) I thought like maybe, okay. But then you look at the fucking, at at, at like his, uh, at at the post down below. At his caption, yeah. Yeah, at his caption is like, like, hashtag like nigger with an ER. Holy fuck. Are you sure? Wow, dude. I was like, what the fuck? So I was like, yo, dude, did like, I I, I tweeted Kote. I'm like, yo, did you know we were living with a fucking racist this entire time? And and then everything kicked off from there. But holy fuck. I got so much hate. Dude, so much who, hate. Who? Who? <laughs> who? Yeah, seriously, you should be white support. Be pro, be pro jail uh, community. Who? White, Jesus. White people, fuck. Really? White, people. white Australian people. Fuck you, white people. White, white Australian people. Tell me they weren't just Canadians. Like, just as long snitches. as you're a fucking snitch, you fucking rat. <laughs> what the snitch. fuck? You fucking snitch. Talk to the guy. Fucking fight a man to man. You're scared. Uh, you're and it lasted snitch. for a long time, you know. I'm pretty fucking sensitive. I, I'm too sensitive <laughs> for this fucking industry. But I'll say it right. I'll yeah. say it myself, you know. If that shit got to me, I had to like fucking stop looking at Twitter for a minute. Like, holy fucking. It was it was brutal, dude. The shit people were saying, and I'm like talking to his family and shit on Facebook. Like I was trying to explain to them why I felt the way I did about what he had posted, you know. And they just couldn't understand it. They could not, for the fucking life of them, understand my perspective, my point of view. I don't know what to say. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to say because it seems so surreal. Like they just didn't understand. Like, what are you talking about? There's clearly nothing wrong. With but the, the, it, it's a more complicated situation because he's not a white guy. You know what I mean? If it was a white guy, it would have been more clear cut. But he he's Maori, uh, so from New Zealand, right? Yeah. So and in New Zealand, 
they call the Maori people as well as in Australia, they call the, the Aboriginal people that are there, they call them the blacks. They call them niggers, oh. right? So he's, he's grown up hearing that he's a nigger this whole life. He thinks he's making a jab at the system, but without anybody knowing that history, it doesn't look like that. So I, had so I saw it and I was like, what the fuck? And then I heard his backstory. I, I heard what he was saying and I was like, oh, okay, well, I understand why you posted that and I'm sorry for putting you on blast. Did you at least get to fight him? No, he's, he's out of my division anyway. He's like 185. Yeah, when yeah, he's okay. fucking massive. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah, the guy nice. that beat Nordine in the house. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah. Is is he? Yeah. What happened? Did he? Did it all like, disappear? Wait, is that the way? Is that the one that the, the fight was pretty close? Um, it was. It was, uh, one it, was, was a, it was a back and forth war, but Tyler definitely won the fight. Okay. Tyler won the fight for sure. I remember there was one that Nordine lost, but it was pretty close. It was yeah. It, that was on the other show. That actually got filmed before, but was showed after. Weird. Yeah, weird situation. He, he went to the States and did this uh, this Ultimate Fighter show there, and then yeah. lost the fight to get into the house, but it was a crazy fight and war, and then they're like, oh, we're doing this show up in Canada, and we need another guy. So they put him on the Ultimate Fighter in Canada. He like, went, came right from the States to, to, to Canada, like went from tough to tough. It was really weird, but... I don't even know if I'm supposed to say that, but whatever. I don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's going to be the problem, especially yeah. if he's getting away with fucking Instagram posts like that, that kind of shit. I understand how... Uh, I understand nobody noticed, like, initially. Well, the guy, nobody knew who the fucking guy was, really. Like, he was just in obscurity in Australia, you know what I mean? He got a couple fights, but it wasn't, like, anybody gave Did, a Are fuck. you guys cool together now, or no? Oh, he fucking hates me. Oh, Hates fuck. me, dude. This motherfucker will not let that go for the rest of his life. Cannot, for the life of me, see my perspective. Zero empathy. Does he see you like the man? He sees you as the white man who's trying to keep him down? No idea how he sees me. But I know that he fucking hates what he sees. Whatever it is, man. Whatever it is, he does not like me. His whole fucking family wants me dead. Which I would like to go over to Australia and fight, but somebody might fucking have an attempt on my life over there. That bad? <laughs> there are a lot of people over there that were really, really upset. You pissed me. off the Australians. I really pissed them off. You realize Some that place was a Some jail. They're all <laughs> yeah. they're criminals. I know. One of my best friends is from there. You're not, you're not so, I've, I've, they've told me that that's not a... You shouldn't talk about that. No, they get very upset <laughs> they, they with that. They, 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 they don't like that. They, Canada's the same thing, dude. Pretty much every colony is the same thing. They no, shipped no, out Canada the people was, they didn't like. Canada was prostitutes. No, it was the Fidurua. Yeah. It was the, the prostitutes yeah. of the king. Yep. And then uh, everybody else. Everybody yeah, else. and a bunch of fucking criminals. and. Yeah. So, so why are we hiding Same in Australia? That's shit, why you're dude. so murderous right Same now. Same shit. That's why you are, are a murderous. colony. Decolonize yourself and you won't have to worry about it so much. Yeah. Yeah, right. That'll never happen. No. <laughs> I wish. Fuck. No. Never. <laughs> we have to start colonizing other planets soon. Yeah, pretty much. Fuck. We're so sick, this society, man. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. I got a question Dark side is strong with these motherfuckers. Occasion, if you're one, you said you're 175 right now, right? Yeah. So do you have like a cap of saying, I'm not going to spar with anybody over, I don't just invented this right now, 200. 200 my limit or like one. Yeah, I pretty much only, because I'm in TriStar, dude, there's so many lightweights, I don't even really spar the welterweights. The welterweights that I do spar, I'll spar like uh, Tom Breeze. Yeah. Um, he's so big though. He's pretty big, but he's really controlled when we spar. And because I move so much, it, yeah, it doesn't. I don't have to deal with like he doesn't pressure me that crazily yeah. um, guys like Alex Garcia fuck that it's not worth it 
Um, guys like Nardine. Nardine, I will spar once in a while so he doesn't get upset with me. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> like captain intensity. Yeah, people avoid him. The whole fucking gym avoids him, you know? So, <laughs> no, just Nordine, man. He just he doesn't know how to hit soft. <sighs> There's no practice for him. Yeah, it's just Jesus. And, he, out, no, and, he, and he's super accurate, right? Yeah. So it's like you're getting super accurate hits to the face, to yeah. the body, yeah. that hurt a lot. Yeah, from a powerful fucking man. Yeah. So I, I pretty much avoid everybody that's not lightweight. I don't really spar with the featherweights. I don't really spar the bantamweights. I don't really spar the welterweights. I'm duck, I'm duck, and, I'm duck and control himself really well. Yeah. yeah. What about that kid, the, the uh, North Cut? Wasn't he at TriStar for a yeah. while? Also? He came, yeah. I don't know if he's coming back. I probably, th- I think he will eventually. His dad took him away. Unfortunately. Yeah. like I like... I like the kid. He's a good kid, but that's the perfect fight for me. The perfect fight in the division for pretty much anybody. Because it's the most publicity, least amount of risk, and the guy's pretty fucking green. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That actually would be cool. It'd be amazing, but I can't can't fight him because he might be coming to my gym at some point. What's the rule with that? Yeah, yeah. What's the rule with if you're at the same gym, all right? And let's say right now you're at the same gym and you're both the same weight class and you're just destroying the industry. And the smart fight, the only real fight right now is two people from the same gym. Let's just say, for example, it's you and Sage Northcutt. It's the only smart fight for the title. Something like that happens. They're gonna tell you guys no? No, they wouldn't tell us no. If uh, if the higher ups were in the industry were like, okay, this is the fight we want to happen, like Dana and Joe Silver are like, okay, we want this fight to happen, then it would probably be brought to our attention and they would be like, okay, well, we have to tell you about this. They, this is what we want. they want to happen. What do you guys think you want to do? Um, and then they'd, they'd be cool with whatever we wanted to do, but I think they would stay out of it, you know? Like, okay. say me and Sage wanted to fight, I don't think Faraz would corner either of us. Either yeah. of us. Yeah. Uh, we'd yeah. just take our, like, he would have his dad, I'd probably take Bilbo Hood, you know? Um, but if I was to say, go out and be like, I want to fight Sage Northcutt, call him out on Twitter, that's Sage. That's weird, or, yeah. Yeah, then, then Frill probably kick me out of the gym. Yeah, because that's just weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, but nobody does that shit, I think. How often does that happen? At the same gym, I've, never, same I've gym, never, never seen, seen that happen. happen. It doesn't that's weird. happen often. No. But it does happen. Like uh, the John People Jones, Rashad Evans uh, that was scenario. Weird. That, that was, was fucking weird. weird. That was weird. You know, and it, it does happen. There are, I think there's seven or eight lightweights within UFC alone in my gym. So everybody keeps winning, you know? Like, we, we win at this gym quite often. So everybody's winning. There's fucking eight of us. Eventually, your people are either going to have to start losing to, to other dudes or we're going to have to fight each other. It's yeah. going to happen. So, I don't know. I fought guys in my gym before. I fought Chad Laprise. He fucking broke my jaw in three places when I was on the Ultimate Fighter. He got you lucky. Did he get you with a lucky or just he just, he just he just caught you? I was dealing with a whole bunch of weird shit in my head while that fight was happening. Um... But I was, I was showing my my uh, my counter too quickly. Like I was, he was he jabbed and I pull countered. Mm. I like pulled back right hand, you know, and then and it landed. And I was like, okay, yeah, he's he's open for that. So instead of doing some other shit and then going back to it like a smart motherfucker, I was a dumb motherfucker and was like, oh, I'm I'm waiting for it. Oh, and I was kept like moving that side so he knew what I was gonna do. So. I don't know if he knew or if it was just instinct for him, but instead of throwing the jab, he fainted the jab. So I went to pull from the jab and come back with my right hand, but his beat me because it was just a feint. It wasn't a full jab. So I ate the overhand right. I went right into it. And then fucking was like fighting and I thought everything was going good. And then I was on the fucking mat, hands and knees, just looking at the fucking ground. And I was like, oh, 
well, I guess I got knocked out. (laughs) (laughs) Weirdest fucking feeling ever. So weird, you know? Before I kicked in that my jaw was broken, it was like, just kind of like weird. And then it was like, oh, fuck. You know, because that really fucking hurts. So it's annoying. I'm sorry. That the wire it shut? Yeah. Well, actually, it was elastic. So I was like, please don't wire me shut during Christmas because it was like, I broke it like December 9th or something like that. Um, I still didn't really get to eat too much during Christmas, but I could like fucking sneak things in through the like little crack. Wow. <laughs> oh my shitty God. dude. That's hard. So I, I need to. I, okay, so this whole, you know, because I've gotten clipped before, you yeah. know, but never like knocked out yeah. clean. And is it like you're sparring, you're, no, you're sparring, you're fighting, boom, yeah. boom, you're moving forward, and at one, at one point you see like you know you'll see like let's say that that fist coming towards yeah. you, and then. You see a light, and then you're kind of on your back, and you look up, and you see like walk um, me through that. It like, can be different. Like I've had, I've gotten knocked out twice yeah. in a fucking row, which was really shitty. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but uh, they were completely different. Like when I fought Chad, um, I was just fighting, and I thought like I didn't wasn't super pumped on the way things are going, but I thought I was still winning the fight. Um, and then all of a sudden I was on the ground. It was like I didn't see a fucking punch. I didn't. Nothing. There was no flash. It was just like. Da 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 da. Cut to this. It was like a fucking movie, you know. Like it was just like the scene fucking split, and I was on the ground. And then when I fought, when I fought Tai Hyun Bong, my comeback from that, um, I saw the fucking punch coming, and it hit me. But I was on one leg. I was not in the fucking position to take any type of punch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it hit me, and it's just like everything slowed down. I didn't go right out that time. Yeah. So everything just like slowed down, and like you're in fucking water molasses or something it's like and then my hands went like down to my sides and I felt kind of stiff and then I was trying to move and fight because he was on top of me he was trying to punch me but I just couldn't do it and then they pulled him off and then I like regained like all my functions and was okay again but really fucking sad and disappointed, of course. Started fucking crying like a little biatch. That's the hardest. That's the hardest. The hardest is especially, I guess, losing something that you know you could have won. The worst is it's not when you were beat. It's when you lost, when you gave it away. Yeah. That's yeah. so hard That's to deal really with. That's really bad. That's so sure. hard to deal with because you know you're like, fuck, it was in my hands. I gave him this win. Yeah. It's not yeah. like he took it from me. He was the better. He was. Yeah. That's the worst to take. Yeah. That's the worst take. Yeah. But that's also, that shows mental fortitude when you come back from that shit. Totally. You got to learn from it. That's the thing. Is, uh, people that can't come back from it don't learn the lesson. They don't realize that, oh, there, that, was, that happened to me because I was supposed to learn something from that experience. It was meant to be. If they do, you don't take that approach, then you're just like, oh, it was just a random occurrence. I'm just going to go back and do the same shit I was doing and hopefully it won't happen again. Well, it's going to fucking happen again. That's exactly you know? what I was going to be. Ex- yeah. My next question of like, okay, well, how do you learn from that? I mean, like, I understand if you get, you get hit in the butt, you get hit in the butt. Yeah. That's it. You know but what I mean? It was like, the situation that, that allowed me to get hit in the butt and that I, that I addressed. I was like, okay, well, I was better than him. I was beating him. And then I got caught. Why, how could that possibly have happened? And why do you see it happening more and more? Well, not more and more, but quite often in our, in our industry. Like, the best fighter doesn't always win. People always say that. Yeah. The best fighter doesn't always win. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've noticed that fucking 70% of the time the best fighter wins. 70%. That's not acceptable, really. That's fucking rolling a dice. You might as well go fucking gamble. So I did a lot of, like thinking and soul searching I actually fasted I went back um, I went back to my community 
and uh, I got put out on the land. I did a fasting ceremony. And during that time, because you got a lot of time to think when you're fasting, you're fucking sitting there in the bush um, by yourself for four days and four nights. You're not allowed to eat. You're not allowed to drink. You're not allowed to talk. So it's like very, very <laughs> intensive, right? Um, and nothing really came to me then as far as like um, ways to evolve my knowledge of martial arts. It was just uh, knowing that it would come to me. I... I realized that I learned a lot in my short time on this on this earth so far, and it sh that fast showed me exactly how much I had learned because the one before was so difficult, and that one was really really easy. Like, and for you to go through something like that with just a smile on your face for those four days is very very difficult to do, and it was really easy for me to do it. Um, so the, that knowledge gave me the confidence to go and start to just explore other ways of doing things and look at research different fighters. What I started doing is I started uh, looking at all the fighters that were amazing in their time and did something that other people weren't doing. Okay? So I was looking at... Go on. I was looking at... Uh, I looked at like Roy Jones Jr., um, Muhammad Ali, um, Prince Nassim Hamed. Randy Couture, Anderson Silva, uh, Busamar Pajares, like all these guys did had a, 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 an approach to the game that was very, very different than anybody else was really doing. Ronda Rousey as well. Like, um, and I tried to just take little pieces of each one, each person's game. Uh, one person that really influenced me a lot was uh, TJ Dillashaw and his take on, 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 Mar on, on striking. Because, yeah, he's, he's fighting both sides, and he was able to beat a stronger, um, more powerful opponent. Way more powerful. Way more powerful um, by just utilizing different angles and different yeah. stances and different mo movements and different looks. He was never in front of him. Exactly. He never, never was. Never. So I really, I, I analyzed myself. I'm like, okay, well, what do I do? What is my gift that the rest of the world doesn't have? What do I do that I do better than everybody? Some people are blessed with power. Some people are blessed with speed. Some people are blessed with flexibility. Some people are just blessed with knowledge, like Ryan Hall. Just like his, Crazy. He has a super brain. He's not really super athletic. He's really flexible, but his brain Smart. is just fucking... He will, and he'll submit anybody's... Yeah, he's, he's very, he outthinks you, you know? So I figured, okay, well, what's my gift? Like it is movement. For sure. It's really, really easy for me to do very dynamic, complex movements. So I decided, okay, well, that's my gift. I'm going to build my style around that. And I'm just going to take these things from these great people that they were doing that other people weren't doing. So then when I'm out there and I'm fighting, people don't understand what I'm doing because nobody's really taught those things. Because the, the thing about movement is like, you know, it's one thing to watch it, like from a camera to the side, but it's completely different when it's person in front of another person. Like yeah, obviously. It's like, it's just, it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's confusing. It's well, yeah, really, really, really confusing. You're not just doing your movements. You're doing your movements at the same time based on anticipating their movements, making sure you can, it's 80, 100 different things going on in your head at the same time and you have to make that split second decision that the movement you're going to make next like chest is not going to fucking put you in a corner. The exactly. movement you're going to make next has to elaborate to the next move. That's why you have that dancing ability around the fucking yeah. uh, octo. That's huge because yeah. you're kind of, you kind of play with them. Kind of like a bear plays his food. You could, you could set people up yeah. because the way you move, you yeah. slither. That's yeah. huge. 
But in order to do that, you have to have some super strong fundamentals in every single fucking area of the game. Like, for you to, do, to try to pull off my style and, and not have a great jiu-jitsu game, you're fucked. You don't have a good wrestling game, you're fucked. You don't have a good clinch game for Muay Thai, you're fucked. You don't have a good clinch game for Greco, you're fucked. You don't, you know what I mean? You don't know how to box properly, like real tight boxing, you're fucked. If you don't know how to kick properly with like really advanced kicks, Muay Thai as well as karate and and uh, and Taekwondo kicks, you're fucked, dude. Like you, you need such a giant mass of different techniques that I think that's why it's taken me this long to get here. That's why I've gone through all these hard things that have delayed my progress so that I could accumulate everything so when the when I finally fucking get there I would have the whole picture where most people get there in a quicker route they only have a part of the picture yeah yeah that's fucking uh, that's why fucking I think balls out fucking right balls out <laughs> shit's awesome <laughs> yo Keishan this is awesome man really yeah dude cool we gotta cut this short cause the, cause the maids is that what's happening <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have you back on. Man. Yeah, man. This is a fucking good I time. love it. I love Jesus. it. I need more of this. People need to hear me as yeah. much as fucking possible. So. I find that's with a lot of not just fighters. There's a lot of people who don't get enough outlets. You know yeah. what I mean? To just hear them see from that side. And you yeah. see, the truth is, you don't. No. Nope. Because it's so limited. Yep. You just see what the spectacle shows you, but you yeah. never get to see them as them. Yeah, maybe a little bit of embedded stuff like you, they're doing now, but even that, you're only doing that if you're on the main card and you're a really popular. So you really have to be doing something in order to get that publicity, mm. you know? So I mean, and even Ariel Hawani, like, I mean, other if you're not top 10, it's even... Yeah, he's not gonna... The, yeah, he's not gonna... Mm. Unless you did something to make some fucking noise. You talked some shit. Talk or some you shit. did some things. Or yeah, or you fucking wrote a song. <laughs> you know? This is what I'm gonna do, all right? The next time Northcutt is in town, all right, Sage... <laughs> I'm gonna sucker punch him at the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure I'm on Fox. Yeah, for real. And then just talk crazy shit. Yeah. I knocked him out. I knocked him out. He's a bum. He's a bum. I can take him. Are you willing to take the fight? No, no, I'm clearly not willing to take this fight. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I, I got the 1 0 record. I'm yeah, retired. Yeah, yeah. defeated. Yeah. Who do you think I am? Shit. Perfect. Awesome. All awesome, right. Man. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.